Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Elemental Evans Show. Thank you all so much for tuning in once again. On this show, everybody, I simplify complex health topics from a holistic perspective. And yes, this is Evan Roberts, your host. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. And on today's show, we are going to dive deep on a topic that you might not always relate with health, but nonetheless plays a huge role. And that is stress. Stress plays a massive role in our health. And realistically, we deal with a ton of stress in our modern world just because we're surrounded by so many things that our ancestors were not exposed to. And a lot of them are stressors that linger with us and they tend to stay with us for a longer period of time as opposed to something in the past that was going to be really immediate and something that once you were experiencing whatever the stressor was, whether it was someone attacking you or uh, whatever it might be, right? This The answer is very simple. It's run or fight. And then after that, your body realizes it's no longer in danger and then your stress levels will come back down. However, that is not the case for us in our modern world. So let's go ahead and break down a little bit about what stress is, why stress is so important with regards to our health and what role it plays with our health and our health degradation. And then of course, I'm going to leave you with some actionable steps that you can take away from this episode and apply to your life today so that you can actually use the knowledge that's contained in this episode. That's the goal with all of these podcast episodes. And of course, stay tuned to the very end of this episode because I will do a quick recap as well as a breakdown of the actionable steps so that we can make sure you are able to truly apply them to your life and really just, like I said, simplify all these complex health topics from a holistic perspective. All right, y'all, let's start off with a very simple question, and that is, what is stress? If you really just break it down to the most basic components, stress is just simply your body's reaction to a perceived threat, right? Your body is going to release stress hormones such as cortisol and adrenaline, which can make your heart rate speed up, it can make your muscles tighten, it can raise your blood pressure and quicken your breath. This is an incredible response, obviously, that your body has developed to keep you alive in times of danger so that you can literally run away or fight, right? However, Stress in the modern world is very different from the stress of a couple hundred years ago. Currently, people are living in a state of low to high stress more often than they do in a relaxed state. That to me is really crazy and it's personally something I've been experiencing here recently, hence the reason I'm even doing this podcast episode. So um, I'll get into that in a little bit, but to a degree, Stress can actually be good because it allows us to perform certain tasks that require us to be a little bit more attentive or uh, on edge to accomplish those tasks, right? But when that stress is prolonged over a long period of time, it no longer serves us very well. In fact, most of our stress comes from things that haven't even happened yet. We often stress out about things at work that may occur, conversations we need to have with people that, you know, we're unsure of how the outcome will be, 
or you know one that's really common for most people is bills that need to be paid but you're tight on cash, right? That's something I think many people can relate to. These are all valid reasons to be concerned and yes, of course, stressed. But the problem is that the stress isn't helping you to actually solve that problem, right? It might in that very moment, especially if it's a pressing matter, but overall, down the long road, stress is not really serving you. And a lot of the times, even after you solve the problem, you still tend to be in a stressed state. Now, if you're wondering what stress has to do with health uh, and kind of its impact on our health, then allow me to share a few things with you. So stress can lead to a plethora of health problems. It's not just in your mind. It's not just, you know, tense muscles. There are legit health issues that can arise from being chronically stressed or just stressed over a long period of time. Some of those things are high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, and even obesity can stem all from stress. In terms of our mental health, it can also come up, uh, sorry, it can also show up in some cases like anxiety and depression or just a deep state of worry that never seems to go away, right? I know we all know someone or might be that person that seems to just always be worrying about something, right? These are all things that can stem from stress. So stress can consume a great deal of your mental energy, thought capacity, and can even affect the way that you present yourself to others, like your family, your friends, your coworkers. It really can show up in so many different ways. One thing that I personally always like to look at when talking about health and longevity are these blue zones. This is just some examples of longevity that we have currently living right now. It's these communities of people who are living to be 100 years old and over in abnormal quantities. So there's just a lot of these people that are living a really long time. And of course, what's right for them isn't necessarily going to be right for everybody, but I think there's a lot that we can learn from them. And, you know, when we look at things like their diet and their exercise, of course, those are going to play a role in their longevity. But to me, I think the most important aspect is their lifestyle and their level of stress. Truly, I really, really believe this has the greatest impact on their longevity. So in blue zones, the people tend to live, you know, calm, more traditional lifestyles with less things to worry about aside from the tasks that are literally right in front of them. They highly value community and spending time with friends and family, and they take time out of their day to enjoy the little things in life, like sharing a meal with someone and not rushing to get back to work. In this way, it's hard for them to not live a stress-free life, right? If you're really just taking things back uh, a few uh, decades ago and you get rid of all the modern things that are going on right now that seem to always be reaching out for our attention, whether it's social media or the news or TV or the new show that's coming out, right? All of these things are really trying to grab our attention and they make us feel more busy than we need to be. These people are living a much slower life. They're able to focus on the thing that's really truly just in front of them. And so they're naturally going to have less things that they're worrying about. However, I do realize that this 
lifestyle of the blue zones is very impractical for most people who have, you know, a modern job, they live in a big city, but this doesn't mean that you can't still use a few tactics to help recognize and lower your stress levels. So that's really what I want to go ahead and dig into in terms of lowering our stress. So I'm going to go ahead and break down three different things that you can do. Actually, there's a fourth one. I got to give you a few bonuses here. So it's going to be four things and I'm going to break down why they're beneficial to lowering stress and how you can implement them into your life and ultimately just improve your health. So let's go ahead and dig into these. So the first and most important step really is tapping in with yourself and really feeling how you feel. So I know that's kind of maybe a little out there or a little weird, but if you think about it, there's a lot of times where we're just so go, go, go that we don't actually take a moment to tap in and see how are we actually doing, right? I mean, I know people might ask you, hey, how are you doing? And you're probably just, oh, good, you know, like the average response. But when do we actually take a, a moment and sit down and quiet the mind for a little bit, right? Not thinking about the million things that we need to do that are probably causing the stress in the first place and actually asking ourselves, how, how do we feel? Are we, are we content? Are we happy? Are we loving life or are we stressed beyond belief? Are we mad? Are we angry? Are we sad? Are we, you know, a ball of stress with our muscles so tight that our shoulders are practically touching our ears, right? Like we hardly ever do this practice. And so to me, the most important thing and the first step is taking a moment to sit down, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths and truly scan yourself and ask, how are you feeling? Are you worked up about things that are going on in your life? How are you dealing with them? Are, are you feeling good about them? Are you feeling bad about them? This is a very important thing to do and it can really help you identify the things that are causing you stress. So if you don't really know where to start with this, simply just, like I said, sit down, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, allow your thoughts to happen, you know, allow whatever thoughts come to allow them to come to the forefront of your mind and let them play out a little bit and notice what those thoughts are, right? Are they, are they the thoughts that are, you know, you have to do a million things today? And if they are, that's fine, but go ahead and recognize what are these reoccurring thoughts that keep coming up and then just allow them to pass. And then as that occurs for a little bit longer, you can go ahead and try to subs kind of not suppress, but allow those thoughts to just flow away and try to just tap into your breath. Try to just follow your breath for a little bit and allow your body to relax. This is gonna help you really tap into the body. And so for me, the way this happened for myself, I was actually having a tea sit with Ashley. She does these beautiful tea ceremonies and a lot of the times she's gracious enough to invite me for a tea sit. Uh, and we get to share this, you know, 30 minute moment where Ashley serves me these incredible, delicious pu'er teas. Typically they're amazing. I absolutely love these teas. And it also gives me a moment to just sit down and be with myself, right? Cause it's all in silence. So being that I'm a pretty busy person most of the time, um, I have been slacking on my meditations here recently and these are a really great opportunity for me to tap in with my body. So as I was sitting there, 
starting to tap into the body. Uh, Ashley was opening up the tea ceremony and she was starting her pours. And I started getting so stressed. Uh, my mind was racing. I was thinking of all these different things that I have to do. All these things were rising to the forefront of my brain. And I was literally sweating. <laughs> I was so stressed. It was it was wild. I couldn't believe it. Like I typically know when I'm stressed and, and I can tap into it and, and breathe a little bit and kind of work through it. But this time, it hit me like a brick wall. I literally started sweating. I felt antsy. I like felt like I wanted to just stand up and start doing something because I was so uncomfortable with just being still and doing nothing. I don't usually get like this, so it was it was really crazy for me. But it was awesome because I got to sit through that tea ceremony and really work with myself and allow those thoughts to kind of play out, right? Allow them to arise and cause their effect, but then also allow them to be understood and then allow them to pass, right? They don't need to stick with me. I can choose to recognize them and understand that there's nothing I can do in this 30 minute moment that's really going to make a huge change on them. So that was a huge moment for me. I was able to really recognize that and through recognizing it, I've been able to take a few steps to actually try to improve my situation, right? So. For example, if you do this practice where you sit down and you recognize what your stressors are, the next thing I want you to do is after you recognize them and you allow these thoughts to no longer really have that emotional pull on you, right? We want to allow them to pass and understand that there's nothing we can really do in this exact moment that's going to change anything. After you allow that to happen, go ahead and get out a piece of paper and a pen and kick it old school, right? I mean, I guess if you want to write on your laptop or something, you can do that as well, but literally write down what are the things that are stressing you out and get super, super detailed about them. If it's a person, write out who it is, what they're doing, why it's affecting you, what it was exactly that they did that's really bothering you, or if it's your bills, write out what's your income, what's your debt level, what's your what bills do you have to pay, you know? And, and through doing so, you can get very, very specific and then start to right actionable processes that you can start taking and doing to work towards accomplishing whatever that goal is, right? To get rid of that stress because that stress is going to keep occurring until we take care of whatever that issue is. So go ahead and sit down and if it's bills, then write out how do you need to start budgeting the money that you currently have in order to pay everything off and be on top of it. If it's a person and they're annoying you, then write out what it is that they're doing that's bothering you and what is the best plan of action that you can take to either address it or speak to someone about it, whatever it may be. Do these things. <laughs> we need to take action because if we're not taking action, it's going to allow that stress to continue happening over and over and over again. The second you start actually getting clear on how to get rid of that issue, it's going to make a huge change in your stress levels. I promise you that. Okay, so that's going to be the first one. You need to identify it and you need to write it out. Get it out of your head. Don't allow that stress and that that uh, issue live in your head. Put it out on paper so you can see it and that's going to give you a lot of really just contentment and, uh, you know, decrease the stress levels is really what it did for me. So that's going to be the first thing to do. Now, the next thing is getting present. Okay, because a lot of the times stress lives 
in either the future or the past, right? We're stressed out about something that has already happened or we're stressed out about something that is going to happen or needs to happen. So those are things that are no longer in our current reality and we need to focus on what is really right in front of us, right? We need to take one step at a time. If you think about the mile that you have to run as opposed to just these next couple steps, it's much more daunting, right? So if you think about it, stress isn't just occurring because of an event that's actually happening. Stress is occurring just by thought alone. If you think about something that has caused you stress in the past, it's likely that it can cause stress even now just by thinking about it. So I personally like to think about stress as having resentment towards someone. When you resent someone or you hold a grudge against someone, most of the time, the person you resent isn't even aware that you really resent them. And if they do realize that you resent them, it's very likely that they're not losing sleep over it. So at the end of the day, you are the only person who is wasting energy on the matter. And it's the same thing with stress. Your bills are not worrying about you. The driver that cut you off and made you almost rear-end them is not thinking about you. The tough conversation that you have to have with your boss or your employee or your loved one, that conversation isn't thinking about you either, likely. So why are we giving all the energy away to these things that haven't even happened or have happened and are no longer in our present reality? We have to, okay, we have the ability to think about the future and the past, which is obviously incredibly beneficial, but we also have the ability to stop thinking about them and just focus on the present moment. Our brains, however, love to focus on scary things because they used to require immediate attention for us to survive, right? Our stressors back in the day used to be much more pressing because they were immediately in front of us, right? Therefore, we need to train our brains to focus on the present moment and understand that everything will be handled at the appropriate time instead of the middle of the night when you're lying in bed thinking of a million things when you should really just actually be in dreamland getting that amazing R&R, right? So how does all of this tie in with breath and cold exposure in the present moment? Well, for starters, when you hop into an ice bath, for those of you who have never been in one, especially when it's a cold one, right? Like I'm talking 45 degrees and below us, uh, specifically in the 30, 38 degree zone, somewhere around there, and this is Fahrenheit, obviously, your mind will only focus on one thing, the cold freaking water that you're sitting in. So this is a great way of focusing your mind to be in the present moment and nowhere else. Now, I know it sounds like an intense way of being present, and it is, but after the first minute to two minutes, or sorry, minute to minute and a half of being in that ice bath, you begin to actually quiet the mind. The mind starts to realize that this is the situation and freaking out isn't going to do anything to make it better. So it kind of finds this weird calm and you actually find a really deep peace in your mind, uh, which is beautiful because it's still present. It's not thinking about other stuff, but it's calmed down. It's no longer stressing out about the water and you can just relax into the present moment, which is really, really nice. 
If you're able to make this a daily practice in the morning, that is amazing. And if not, then my next best recommendation, aside from maybe taking a cold shower, if you have a cold enough shower, then is to try some breathing. So do you remember in kindergarten when all the kids were going crazy and the teacher had to shout to get everyone and their attention and then have them sit down and take a couple of deep breaths and count together backwards from 10? Well, it turns out that Mrs. Alexander was onto something, okay? When you take a deep breath, but instead of just breathing into your chest, you expand your belly and pull the breath deep into the lungs, right? These lower portions of the lungs with a nice slow exhale, you're directly stimulating your vagus nerve and your parasympathetic nervous system. So what that basically means is that when you breathe deeply, slowly, and into the belly, you're literally telling your body that it is okay to relax. So if you are ever finding yourself stressed out beyond what's healthy, pause for a moment, take five to 10 deep breaths with your eyes closed, and only think about how you're breathing in and out, nothing else, just count the in and the out. After those five to 10 breaths, you will absolutely notice a shift in your stress levels. You might even feel your shoulders drop a little bit. You might feel your jaw relax. And that's also a great practice as you're breathing on the exhale. Feel your body just let go of the stress. Allow your body to relax. Stop clenching all of your muscles. And this is personally one of my favorite practices for stress. So breath work and cold exposure are going to do wonders for stress levels. I promise you that. And yes, I know the ice bath might sound counterintuitive because it is a stressor in its own way, but it brings on a euphoric feeling afterwards. I promise you that. So this is going to bring me on to the third tip here, which is just simply changing the way we think about the things that are stressing us out. So a lot of the times we stress out about the same things over and over and over again. However, the things that are stressing us out might just be an opportunity for you to learn and grow. If it's bills, then maybe you need to learn how to manage money better or find a way to make more money. If it's a child or a loved one that is making bad life choices, Maybe it's teaching you to loosen your grip a little bit and understand that everyone is responsible for only their choices and you can't impose your will on people, well, at least not forever, right? So whatever the thing might be, there's always a lesson to be learned, but we just have to take a step back for a second and look at it from a different perspective to really see what the lesson is in that stressor, right? This might sound simple, but it can make a world of a difference because your mind is so absolutely powerful and literally creates your reality. So why not work with our brain to create the reality that we want, right? So we can look at the things that are causing us stress as an opportunity of growth, really. We can look at these obstacles and understand that they do contain lessons and even if they're stressing you out and even if they're a pain in the butt and you might not see the lesson right away, that's okay. You can still take a step back, 
and reframe your thinking. And this can be very beneficial. I promise you, I've done this many, many times. Whenever I'm going through something difficult, I'll try to ask myself, what is it that I'm trying, I'm meant to learn from this experience? And how can I learn from this? What can I take away from it? And that has really, really helped me, um, especially when it's things that just seems like the world is kind of out to get you kind of deal. Now, the fourth one that I'm throwing here, and this is just an extra add-on for all of you because I love you guys, and this is with adaptogenic plants or herbs. So adaptogens, and I love to give people um, kind of a well-rounded variety of things that they can do for all things health, right? So um, I'm covering a lot of kind of lifestyle practices and and obviously physical things that you can do with your body. Um, But I thought it would be great for us to throw some herbs in there because there are some really, really awesome herbs that are known as adaptogens. And one of my favorite adaptogens and is also one of the more studied ones and is well known for its benefits and stress relieving properties is ashwagandha. So ashwagandha is an adaptogen because it's a non-toxic plant that can help protect your body from chronic stress by stabilizing and optimizing a host of physiological functions. Literally, it just basically means that it's an adaptogen because it doesn't just fix one problem, but rather it's going to, like the name suggests, adapt to whatever your body needs and kind of help out in that area in whatever response you're having due to stress. So personally, the best way I've heard it described is that adaptogens allow you to perform like an electric vehicle as opposed to a gas vehicle. So when you let off the gas pedal of an electric vehicle, or maybe it's not the gas pedal, but the electric pedal (laughs) of an electric vehicle, It'll slow down really quickly, while a gas vehicle, when you let go of the gas pedal, it's going to still coast for a while. So when you're stressed, an adaptogen can help to stop the effects of the stress faster, as opposed to if you didn't have the adaptogen. So when you're stressed out, there's some effects that can last for hours and maybe even days after the event has occurred. But when you're taking a adaptogenic herb such as ashwagandha, it can help your body to deal and mitigate a lot of those effects that come along with stress. Now, there are also other types of adaptogens out there aside from ashwagandha. I'm just saying that ashwagandha is personally my favorite one, Uh, but there's a lot of other great ones out there such as holy basil. You also have the medicinal mushrooms like cordyceps and chaga, which you All of you already probably know that I'm a huge fan of all the medicinal mushrooms. They're amazing. Uh, But also we have other things like maca as well. And all of them are truly amazing in their own way. Uh, But I really just love ashwagandha, especially because it's so well studied for its stress relieving properties. Plus, for me, it's honestly just like the easiest way for me to get ashwagandha in is through my green juice. And, uh, you know, the other ones I tend to have, you know, them through tinctures or, you know, like it's just a single source. Uh, so with the green juice, I personally just enjoy it cause it tastes well and I can mix it up in the morning. It's got a correct dosage, a clinically tested dosage, I believe of ashwagandha in it. Sorry, this is the Organifi green juice, by the way. And it's really just delicious as it can be. Um, and there's a lot of green juices that are not, but this one has a 
like I said, a clinically tested dose of ashwagandha. So when you take this in the morning, for myself personally, I love coffee and it's hard for me to, I, I could definitely go without drinking coffee, but, and, and it doesn't really affect me mentally, but there's something about brewing coffee and just the flavor of it that is so hard for me to get away from. Uh, so I have limited myself to just two cups of coffee a day. I do not exceed that. But nonetheless, I do know that coffee can, you know, be taxing on the adrenal glands and help spike the cortisol and all of that, which is not the best thing. So I try to take ashwagandha to help mitigate that. And literally, like I said, the best way for me to get my ashwagandha in as opposed to, you know, like I could obviously go online and purchase some ashwagandha powder or ashwagandha pills, which is fine. And I'm sure there's good brands out there and, and all that good stuff. But I, I like to have things that are simple. And when I'm able to just take a green juice that has, you know, a bunch of great things in it and I t it tastes good as well, that to me is really just the best way to do it. So that's why I do the ashwagandha in the Organifi green juice. Um, and I highly also recommend that you try this green juice if you haven't tried it before. Um, go ahead and check out the show notes. I do have the link there with a 20% discount code uh, off your entire order just for being a listener to this show. That's kind of my way of saying thank you. But Sincerely, I've been a huge fan of Organifi. Um, I really, really love their products. And on top of it, it gives me peace of mind because when I'm going and shopping around on Amazon or whatever, you know, then I have to like, if I find a new uh, company, I have to look into them and really see like, what are their ethics and are they organic and are they using good practices? What are they, where are they harvesting from? All that good stuff. Whereas with Organifi, they're 100% organic. They do third-party testing for glyphosate, which like literally no one does. Uh, there's very few companies that actually do that. So you just know you're getting a really, really high-quality product from them. And on top of it, you're also getting things like matcha, chlorella, spirulina, wheatgrass, moringa. So you're getting micronutrients in there as well, which is just covering all the bases. And it's a really good thing to start the day out with. So... Personally, however you get your ashwagandha is, I don't care. Just make sure it's from a good source. Um, that, that would be my biggest recommendation here is you're going to want to do your research. You're going to want to make sure that you're getting it from, you know, an organic brand um, and making sure that it's harvested properly, all that good stuff. And of course you get the 20% off and it tastes good, all that good stuff. So however you get it in, highly, highly recommend ashwagandha. And yes, you can try out some of these other adaptogenic herbs and plants that are still super beneficial for you, but ashwagandha specifically, like I said, has a lot of studies done on it and uh, really has shown some benefit for stress relieving. So that is going to do it for today's show. Um, I hope that this has shown a light on stress and its impacts on your health. And if you are highly stressed right now, then I would really recommend trying at least one of the four recommendations, right? I've given you four things that you could try out here, and I tried to explain why it's important for us to you know, bring attention to our stress and recognize if we have high levels of stress so that we can lower them, right? So once again, let's go ahead and have a quick recap here. So stress plays a huge role in the body in terms of your health. It can cause things such as high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, and even obesity. So there are some very serious health concerns with having too much stress. 
can also cause anxiety, depression, and that deep state of worry that just never seems to go away. When we look at blue zones, which are areas of the world that have high levels of centenarians or people that live to 100 years and older, one of the major things that we see in these communities is their stress levels being extremely low and the way that they really prioritize community and things that really focus on just being present in the moment and enjoying the company around you and not worrying about things that are out of your control and not happening currently in front of you, right? So then that's going to bring us in to the four steps of trying to mitigate our stress and get rid of it and really get to the source of what the stress is. So the first one was to identify the stress. We got to tap in with ourselves. That means getting quiet, closing the eyes, taking some deep breaths and really feeling how we feel. It's something that we don't do enough of. So go ahead and do that practice. And once you have identified what it is that's stressing you out, put it down on paper, get it out of your head, write that down so that you can physically see what it is that is stressing you. And you can then begin to devise a plan of how you can get rid of that stress. The second thing is we want to get present. And two of the easiest ways to be present is by breathing and cold exposure. Cold exposure is going to be the more <laughs> forceful method, but there are incredible benefits to it, uh, such as high levels of dopamine and neuroepinephrine for hours after the ice bath. So it's like taking a happy pill and 10 cups of coffee without any of the jitters for like four to six hours throughout the day. And it teaches the mind to be calm and present. Breath is a great way of also being present and stimulating the vagus nerve, which is going to tell our body that it is okay to relax and just chill out, let go of all the stress. Number three is going to be that we can change the way we look at the things that cause us stress. Every single thing in your life has something to teach you. So if something is stressing you out, look at it and see what is this thing in your life meant to teach you. And chances are, if you learn what it's trying to teach you, you're not going to be stressed out by a similar event like it in the future because you'll know how to deal with it. And then the last one is going to be adaptogens. So my favorite adaptogen, once again, is ashwagandha. It has a lot of studies done on it where they have shown its abilities to help relieve stress. It is an incredible plant or an herb. And my favorite way of consuming it is through Organifi's Green Juice Blend. It's delicious, it's clean, it's organic, it's third-party tested for glyphosate, has a bunch of other incredible ingredients in it. And for me personally, it's just easy to take in the morning, right? It's not another pill bottle that I'm gonna have to, you know, take out and throw some pills down. No, I can actually enjoy and take my other supplements with this green juice. So anyways, that is going to do it for today. I hope you all enjoy. And real quickly, there is, once again, the link to the Organifi Green Juice is in the show notes with the 20% discount code for being a listener to the show. Thank you all very much. I appreciate you. And that is my thank you to all of you. 
And you guys already know how the rest of this goes. It is, you know, if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Please leave a rating, a review. It helps people to find this show. And if you know of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode or any other episode on this show, please share this podcast with them so that we can help spread this message. And if you would love to show this with everyone else on your social media uh, Instagram account, then please go ahead and tag me on there, elemental underscore Evan. I would love to see it and love to also share uh, your share, your story share or your post, whatever it may be. And uh, yeah, that would really, truly just warm the heart here. (laughs) So I appreciate it very much, y'all. Truly, I hope you guys found some benefit in the show. I hope you found some actionable steps you can take to apply the knowledge from this episode to your life. Take what serves you, leave, leave what doesn't. And as always, connect your elements and do everything with good intentions and have a beautiful rest of your week. Um, if you're listening to this on the release day, that means it's Wednesday and, uh, that means you still got another half of the week, make it a good one. Um, do something to be proud of. Don't put off to tomorrow what you can do today. And, uh, you know, all the other good sayings. (laughs) All right, you guys, uh, much love to everybody. And truly, I thank y'all for listening. Have a beautiful rest of your week and peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. 